to Wild Game Dynasty, folks. This is Gary Morgan. Hey, thanks for checking in. We really appreciate it. I keep saying that, but I mean it. I really do. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you're taking time out of your busy schedule and uh, playing some catch-up with some outdoor activities that other people want to share with us. And, hey, today is no no different than that. We have a special guest. Uh, hey, he's a youper. He's, uh, he's from that Marquette County area. He works for the Department of Natural Resources. He's a wildlife biologist. He's a local young man and uh, got a great family. He loves to hunt, fish, trap, and all that kind of stuff. And so does he have a dream job? I think he's got a job he really enjoys. It's a lot of work. And uh, Cody Norton is his name. He, uh, well, he's taken on a, uh, a little bit of a new role. His, his role got uh, kind of modified as uh, he indicates in the podcast. There are uh, constant uh, flux in, uh, in the department uh, just to be able to identify some of their needs a little bit differently. Hey, without me rambling on, let's roll right into podcast number 131 with Cody Norton. Cody Norton, this is Gary Morgan calling. Hey, Gary. How are you doing? Good. Not too bad. How about yourself? Uh, doing well. Yeah. Well, doing well because you're not uh, outside checking tip-ups and uh, checking water quality and all kinds of stuff that would, you know, freeze our fanny off. you got to be inside a little bit. Yep. Absolutely. No, it's nice uh, Nice not to be outside for work too much. Still getting outside to, to play, but uh, it's it's been cold enough that uh, you got to really want to be out there. <laughs> That's for sure, yeah. Well, you know, if we dress for it and all that stuff, I mean, before you got involved with the uh, the department, uh, um, and we're going to get into that in a second, but, uh, um, you know, you were always an outdoors person, so your local talent up there, you know what the UP is all about, and, and uh, you know what it can dish out and take from you and, and all that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, if it's cold, but there's ways to deal with that. Sometimes cold brings on some uh, new, uh, uh, new things and, and new, new, uh, you know, whatever it might be. It might be what we've been waiting for. It might be look, we're looking now. <laughs> we got cold, and now we're looking for spring. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. So uh, this is not nothing, not anything that's uh, you know new for you to experience, anyways, is it? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I love it up here in the winter. There's a lot of stuff to do. There's no mosquitoes, and you know, as much as <laughs> as much as uh, it might uh, put a wrench in somebody's plans, it might open open the door for you know somebody's going ice fishing, snowmobiling, um, getting out chasing bunnies, whatever it might be. It's uh, it's constantly changing, which is really nice in yeah. Michigan. You've always got something new Moin. coming up ain't down that the road. The tr- yeah, ain't that the truth? You know, hey, for our listeners. Um, and myself as well, so I understand. Uh, obviously, you're an employee with the uh, Michigan Department of Natural Resources, but why don't you tell me, and of course our listeners more importantly, um, what is your title, what is your job description, what is something that you uh, you would like to tell those that, you know, that the department expects out of you uh, on a kind of a day-to-day basis or th- at least throughout the year? Yeah, absolutely. I am the bear, fur bearer, and small game specialist. Um, so I'm a statewide specialist. We kind of have several different species specialists that all focus on different species or groupings of species. Um, but those are those are mine. So I get to work. Um, I guess a, a big part of my position would be working on regulations. Okay. Um, so any potential changes to bag limits, quotas, season dates, things like that. We 
and I work, I work a lot with stakeholders, with staff, mm-hmm. um, developing recommendations and then kind of pr- presenting, you know, possible changes to the natural resources commission and our director. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of, you know, the commission has authority over a method and manner of take of wildlife, which is something that I think isn't, um, you know, widely understood by stakeholders sometimes, but that way, yeah, but so kind of work to develop recommendations, present them, work through it, through the process, um, and try to, you know, keep improving on our hunting and trapping opportunities in the state. Yeah, this is outstanding. Uh, one thing I like is, uh, well, let me ask too, for our listeners, where is it that your office is located? Give me a little tiny bit of background of yourself, where, where you grew up and, uh, probably attended college somewhere and all that kind of stuff and you know what is your uh your degree your degrees in and all that kind of stuff yeah i'm so i'm right now i'm sitting at the office in marquette um up up here in the north central up i'm actually from marquette um at least since second grade i think when my family moved up to the up from the kalamazoo area Um, so i've been here almost my entire life i actually went to northern michigan university for my undergrad degree in ecology and then continued on uh, and did my master's at northern as well um, in biology basically wildlife management and research uh did my master's looking at effects of space use or changes in space use for Mm -hmm. black bears in response to timber harvest which is Mm. an important thing you know throughout the up and and one of our main tools for managing habitat for different species um and then and also looking at infanticide risk, which is mm-hmm. basically when unrelated male bears will attempt to uh, kill offspring to bring a female into estrus a year sooner, since wow. bears only reproduce every other year typically, or females mm-hmm. only do. Um, so that was a great opportunity, obviously getting to collar bears, work with bears, follow them around in the woods, um, and look for you know, how those things might impact them. Um, then continue or was hired by the state while I was still finishing up my master's um, became a biologist over in Shingleton which is mm-hmm. east of Marquette about an hour um, and was there for just over four years before taking a position as a large carnivore specialist where I worked with bears wolves and cougars and then mm-hmm. uh, just in the last little over a year now I think officially um, I've been now I'm the bear for bear and small game specialist. So, wow. so I'm moving around. I've gotten to work throughout a lot of the UP, gotten to go into different parts of the state, the Northern lower for elk captures and, mm-hmm. um, you know, some other, other projects and spend a lot of time bouncing around the state. But like you said, grew up in Marquette, um, you know, grew up deer hunting, pheasant hunting, um, getting into, you know, later on getting into trapping, expanding into, where I kind of consider myself a, a generalist <laughs> outdoorsman now, I guess. I like to do a little bit of everything and try new things and constantly bounce in between, you know, between things or on to the next thing. Yeah. Well, you you have a dream job, as a lot of people would say, but this didn't uh, just get handed to you. Um, it's obvious uh, you have a wealth of information through your higher education through your undergrad and grad, et cetera. So, and, and with that, uh, there is, you know, it's not just sitting in a classroom. There's so much work that uh, was probably put upon you that caused you to have to 
spent a lot of time out in the out in the we'll call it out in the field, out in the woods, whatever. But uh, it was not just around the uh, we'll call it the Shingleton or that uh, Marquette County area. Even I mean, it's probably all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. And even when I was doing my undergrad, I worked as a, a seasonal positions on uh, the Michigan Predator Prey Study, which mm. mm-hmm. for a lot of the least listeners in the UP, you've probably heard a lot about that project. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I got to, you know, I was working with bears, wolves, coyotes, bobcats, adult does, and fawns, um, you know, helping collar figure out who was eating who, um, you know, what the drivers of the deer population were. Um, and so that was, that was an amazing experience. I did that for well two years. And then my master's was actually a part of that project, wow. um, using bears that were collared on it. So got to work, you know, in the Escanaba area, Crystal Falls area, and then positioned in Shingleton and then bounced around for other, other things too. So I've gotten to, yeah, gotten to yeah. branch out and spend a lot of time in different parts of the state. Well, those are all fun things, I would think, if a person wants to uh, look at it through a, uh, but th- I mean, this isn't uh, just a ground ball, these things. Man, I'm look, looking at my notes and I'm taking when you're saying these things, and you pick some tough topics uh, in the uh, in the department, and in, in a, from a biologist standpoint, these aren't, uh, you know, I mean, not to say anything is a ground ball, but uh, these things carry a lot of weight as far as uh, efforts but understanding, and then of course, uh, you know, you're reaching out. You're dealing with uh, the stakeholders, meaning you're dealing with a lot of different uh, user groups, and uh, that you know, assemble information to disseminate back to you. And you're having to uh, somehow coordinate all that into some effective policy um, pieces, so that the department can uh, you know respond in a positive way, but yet at the same time uh, understand that. You know, you still have your ultimate responsibilities back on the on the resources as the nature itself. So that's not easy. Yeah, it's uh, no, it's a challenge, and and I think it's a challenge with any species, even yeah. you know, it might be small game or um, you know something that that might seem like there's there's fewer regulation changes, fewer things happening at times, um, but you can still have, you know, stakeholders that are just as passionate yeah. about them as, as some other species. Um, and, and can have, you know, issues like right now, um, we're hoping to get a new research project going with gray Fox, um, and red Fox, but gray Fox being the priority because it looks like their populations are, are declining, uh, throughout like the great lakes area. Wow. So, Didn't you know, know some of those, Mm. Yeah, so some of those species that might be lesser known, similar, mm-hmm. uh, there's a similar project going on right now with muskrat uh, for for the same reason, just declining mm. trends in population over time. So, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's something that, you know, a lot of the public you know, might not know what a muskrat is or, yeah. or not care, um, but we might might still be, you know, a high, high priority to figure out what's going on with oh, that. I would um, imagine so. I mean, from a uh, fur bear standpoint, I know that doesn't, uh, make up a, a huge percentage of uh, of the uh, conservationists out there because we all are in my book. Um, still, it is. I, I would say it's very important too. I mean, that's, I haven't trapped a uh, a muskrat in a long time, but uh, you know the fur um, uh, market is not uh, robust necessarily. But muskrat always seems to be kind of the leader, maybe the lost yeah. leader, but certainly uh, one that is uh, looked upon for kind of the uh, you know, the, the watermark to say, Hey, what's the price of these furs and, 
and there's a big market for uh, rats. So, absolutely, and I think they're also they're statewide, right? They aren't just in the UP or just Correct. in the Northern yeah. Lower, and they're a great, you know, I think for a lot of folks that get into trapping or a lot of kids that get into trapping, it's kind of that first species that they go after. You bet. Um, so it can be it's kind of a, a gateway, you know, species yeah. to be able to oh, get yeah. people into trapping and, and try is. to yeah. and get them hooked. <laughs> it has to be a gateway because I remember my brother, he's six years older than me, and he was, oh, he is, he's an outdoors person and uh, big time. I mean, everybody else was doing something on a day like today inside. He'd be that one guy to go off by himself, you know, and do something outside. But, you know, we were always trapping and, and uh, you know, my job, it, my job was uh, flushing. His job was, you know, checking traps. I was just a younger brother that was probably a pain in his rear end behind him. But, you know, maybe I'm like that muskrat. I was necessary in his life, too. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, too, though, I mean... It's like anything. Um, everything's connected, but muskrats are such a valuable commodity for a lot of, uh, um, you know, predators too for the food source, etc. I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Keeps I our, think that keep, goes for a lot of our small game species, and yeah. you know, even if, yeah, they can be they can kind of hold together, you know, an entire yeah. system. Um, it's not just about them. I got to ask you, because I did a podcast with a, uh, a guy that's up there in age a bit, and uh, um, he lives over, at last I checked, I mean, four or five months ago, six months ago, in that Minnesota uh, area. Um, I know that's a big area, but anyways, uh, oh, God, uh, uh, Dr. Lynn Rogers. Oh, okay. That name, does that name ring a bell at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought so. Long-time you know, beer researcher, yes. <laughs> <laughs> with the department, I mean, it was, you know, with, with, uh, and he was out of uh, Cousineau or the Shingleton uh, uh, office when Cousineau was still uh, a functioning research center. Yes, uh, yep, I heard that. Yeah, it was really interesting listening to his stories about uh, bear research. Oh, my goodness gracious, you know. So much that a lot of us, a lot of us, I say me, and guys and gals that I hunt with and, and guide for um, don't understand. You know, they see a bear, okay, you know, he he uh, enlightened me on some things. And I just shook my head and said, I had no idea, you know. But, uh, yeah, he was a lot of fun. And uh, it's always uh, interesting to hear, probably your two, yours too, is these bear stories. He had one or two that... He'd bring up now and then it was like, oh my goodness gracious, if the public only understood these things, you know. But I'm sure you have some stories like that as well. The bears are just uh, an un- unbelievably uh, cool creature, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They've always been probably my favorite at the top of the list. I, just the way they, I don't know, interact with things around them, the, kind of their their demeanor walking through the woods. Um even following around collared bears and and um, looking at what they were what they were eating, how they were using different habitats and stuff, you you could just I don't know you could picture that animal going through the landscape and you know it might take a swipe out of a, a rotten log over here to eat some grubs and then move over to some berries and it's just um, yeah I don't know it's just a little bit it's pretty relatable compared to some of the other species I think yeah I agree they are. Uh... It's a, uh, 
it's an addiction that I'll I'll admit on the uh, bear guiding side of things as far as we use you know we're into the baiting side but uh, who knows maybe I might uh, try the hound uh, effort chasing with some uh, quality dogs someday but uh, boy they are you know like you you only know I'm sure far greater than most but an intelligent uh, creature um, is an understatement isn't it though yeah absolutely and yeah trying to get them to come into a <laughs> come into a bait site and yeah during daylight and not shut off and not worry about that human scent that they can pretty much you can guarantee that they're smelling um you know but but have the right reaction that sets you up for success is yeah i mean a lot of a lot of people take it very seriously have a lot of different theories a lot of different methods that work for them or, or don't work for them and it's a yeah a bit of an art form yeah it's funny what works works uh you know successive times successive times uh, we'll say five six times in a row you think you got them kind of mastered and you think oh this is a ground ball man they'll just throw you a curve and you think what you know i must have did something wrong no maybe maybe not but uh you know they're just gonna do what they want some people say well go you know so you know i see what you're doing it's the same thing with deer hunting i said no well there's there are some similarities they live out there in the in the wild but um that's you know not say that's about it, but uh, one's a predator, one's not. That's for sure. So, um, sure, yeah. yeah. But it's it's a fun time, and uh, um, so you're looking at. I mean, when you look at the, uh, let me see the fur bear. That might be. I I don't want to call it a huge challenge, but I mean, there's not a lot of bear hunters related to the amount of the percentage of people that we have in population, but. Um, well, you talk about a loyal following for the for the bear hunters. Oh my gosh! But for fur bears, we'll say the trappers. Man, I mean those guys and gals are, uh, you know, and you're one of them, and I'm one of them in a way. But you get them. I mean, there's some hardcore people that understand the outdoors really, really well. Yeah, absolutely, and that's yeah. I mean, trappers are one of those people that are constantly reading sign and reading sign from species that a lot of people don't even know are out there um and and instead of just figuring out how to get an animal within a couple hundred yards of you for a rifle shot you're figuring out how to make them step on a one inch by one inch pan <laughs> right and i mean and that's why i absolutely love trapping it's yeah. um it's such a challenge it's uh, it can be the most frustrating thing, um, but it, yeah, for those people that are passionate about it, that you know, stick with it, that can consistently catch animals, especially you know, some of the you know, canines would probably be arguably one of the hardest uh, to catch. Those people that oh, yeah. can you know consistently do that um, in different habitat types, in different areas, in different snow conditions or rain conditions or whatever it might be, that's. Um, they know a lot about about the woods, a lot about the area around them, and learn a lot about that animal too to be able to outsmart it. Oh, that's for sure, ain't it though? Oh man, some of those guys and gals that uh, got it down to a, their own little science um, in their life, yeah. you know, they're they're the type that you know you wake up and it's six degrees, and to make it kind of was that last night, five or six, but <laughs> they're getting up in the morning and they're going to check some traps. 
because, uh, you know, maybe they still have to go to work that day or when they get back, they know they got to do it before dinner hits. Um, and tomorrow's the same thing and they're not doing it begrudgingly. They're doing it with a smile on their face, which is, you know, you almost look at, man, they're a weird, weird, weird group of people, but they have so much information between their ears. They are, uh, as you said, um, very, uh, intelligent people in the out of doors. They've, they understand things that, uh, a lot of us just marvel at when we, when we uh, hear them tell a story, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. No, and that's, you know, in my previous position, um, where I was working bears, wolves, and cougars, you know, I got to work with bait hunters for bear and hound hunters for bear. Um, but I didn't really get to work a whole lot with trappers. And so that, that is something that I've been excited about now that I've got fur bears, yeah. uh, to be able to work with those trapping groups. And we've already, we had our, uh, annual fur taker oh, user yeah. group meeting in, I think in August, uh, last year for the first time. And it was great to get together. It, was it Escanaba? Groups, talk through different topics. And, Escanaba was it? Um, no, that one was, uh, no, that was in St. Ignace. Actually, oh, okay. They had, um, I think you might be thinking of the convention? national, um, yeah, the convention. Uh, yep. That was in Escanaba. I was there for that too. Yeah, that that's a pretty big time. deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a who's who kind of in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Usually all the big names. Is, oh, yeah. I mean, even when it's just the annual UP Trappers, I mean, they put on a great event there. Um, but then when they host the national, it's just, you know, just yeah. on, on another level. Yeah. It'd be, a, <laughs> I thought before, I remember I was going to go to that one year in Escanaba and my wife and I were on vacation. I thought, now nah, we can squeeze this in. And, and I thought, oh, she loves the outdoors. Just don't know if she want to go to that. Cause I know the first thing you kind of, man, what smells around here? I mean, they're selling scents and different <laughs> things. And it's not like it's pretty, you know, and everybody's, well, wow, that's a pretty good smelling caster gland. And that's not even that bad. I mean, it's actually a, kind of a it's not awful it's not like wow it's cool it's just you know kind of that smell that yeah, it's okay you know and but i knew she would not maybe share the same sentiment so i just said i'm not even going to bring it up we won't even yeah. go to it but because i know <laughs> yeah and i thought well by not going i don't spend any money that i shouldn't be spending anyway so yep yeah yeah, yeah it's, a, it's dangerous being there for sure <laughs> oh yeah absolutely there's a lot of cool things man i mean yep absolutely um well, I'm looking at your 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 three of three was a small game, but that in itself, I mean, small game <laughs> that encompasses an awful lot of critters. And uh, of course, you mentioned one, and that of course that kind of bleeds over into the uh, trapping side of things sometimes. But you mentioned that gray fox, but that's, I mean, I assume that's one of the thing, one of the items that uh, or critters that uh, falls into that small game, is it or? So gray fox or fox in general, they would actually fall under fur bears. So fur bears would really, you know, it encompasses those species that traditionally were harvested for fur. Um, so that's coyotes, fox, bobcat, Martin Fisher, badgers, coons, possums, and then all the water species like we started talking about: muskrat, beaver, otter, yeah, mink, wow. uh, even down to weasels. So kind of all of those would fall under that fur bear category um and then small game is actually it's a little bit it's smaller than fur bears which is nice um 
we've got so we we have a upland game bird specialist so i don't have any mm-hmm. of the small game with wings yeah <laughs> i don't the, i don't know what dweller. you do with your extra time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh so yeah pretty much the squirrels and the rabbits um and hares um so gray squirrels fox squirrels cottontails and, and snowshoes are at least the species we spend the most time on we do have you know some nuisance type regulation changes and things that we tackle with um woodchucks and ground squirrels and things like that um yeah. And every once in a while, flying squirrels, you know, come up as a topic. But uh, in general, it's kind of those four main small game species. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, you look at something. Well, I'll just I'll just pick a pick one of the species. I mean, the woodchuck. I mean, there's a lot of people say, hey, I know what to do with those, but you know, they're they're an important part of our uh, our ecosystem. I would think very important. And uh, it's not a one size fits all. There's a lot of efforts to be put out there for a lot of. And sometimes it might not just be. On the protection side, it might not, might also include, uh, you know, the uh, um, the harvest side of things. But you know, obviously, we don't want to over harvest, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, that brings up the next thing. Really, is uh, Michigan? Boy, I mean, what a, um, you know, huge land mass is pretty good size, but there's it's almost like it's a uh, several different ecosystems inside the. The uh, landmass itself, I mean, obviously the UP and the Lower Peninsula are two different, uh, no pun intended, animals. But that becomes a really a tough, tough gig for for your office and for a lot of uh, um, biologists to, you know, get a good uh, grapple on these things. And, of course, you get, you know, a few things taken care of, and it seems like the uh, the knot's coming undone on the other side, so... <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, a constant uh, constantly moving i think you know you try to tackle some topics and and new things are popping up especially with you know how many different species we've we're, we're trying to manage in in different areas of the state and and like you said you know i mean the southern lower is very different from the northern lower which can be very different from the up and and you can find you know you could break that down further as well um even here in the UP, you know, um, we've got several different kind of layers of, you know, of snowfall zones, right? Where we oh, get high man. snowfall to the north, to the north, closer to the lake, where you get a lot of lake effect. You get down to the south central UP, and it's in a lot of ways more similar to the lower peninsula. Yeah. Um, so you, it's yeah, you've got a lot of those, a lot of differences. You got species that are only in you know, one peninsula or portions mm-hmm. of, of another. And yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, a, it's a lot to tease apart. Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. If you were to draw a uh, flow chart, I, I don't think anybody could follow it because it's so convoluted because it is. And, uh, but, uh, to have somewhat of a handle on it, that's a chore in of itself. And, but you know, it's, it's what the DNR does. It's what your department does. And it's what a lot of you, uh, really uh, really take serious but act at the same time i'm sure there are tough times uh you know in front of you saying you know you just everything gets kind of complicated but it's got to be an enjoyable um job a lot of the times i would think but there are some really some tough uh issues out there to, to tackle at times too so it's it's not uh something you wake up to and say hey we're going pheasant hunting or we're going uh we're gonna we're gonna go, um, you know, check out some 
some sign out in the woods. It's it's not that necessarily. It's there's so much more involved. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's I mean it's something that a lot of us or I'm pretty much everyone within the department and especially those biologists and technicians and you know wildlife staff. Um, you know I I can say me personally. I mean growing up hunting and being out in the woods and interacting with wildlife i mean that is what planted the seed for me wanting to work for the state and yeah. and manage wildlife and be you know i i wanted that to be <laughs> what i was thinking about what i was working on oh you uh, bet that's what i'm passionate about and and i say you know across the board that's why you know some whether it's hunting or trapping based or you know if, if it's other interactions um, with wildlife that have driven people into wanting to go into this field and yeah. wanting to work for the state, that's, that's, that's what they're passionate about. It's what they want to work on and, and spend their time thinking about. And it's, uh, no, it's a, a, it's a good group to work with. Oh, I would imagine there's never a dull moment. There's always something to do, even when there's really, everything's caught up and everything's functioning like a weld oil machine. You know, darn well that that's short lived. There's, you're dealing with animals that have brains and, and everything else, and uh, including uh, us uh, consumers and, and uh, conservationists that we all are, whether we're hunting, hiking, fishing, whatever it might be, and just enjoying God's creation out there. Um, but, uh, you know, we all have different, uh, different ideals on w- what it should look like, what it should be like, and what we should see when we get out there. And, and here we are, uh, have... Uh, guys and gals like yourself that everything gets funneled to and somehow you got to say hey i know uh what our goals are but uh we we owe we owe the critters out there the utmost and that's a beautiful thing that uh, we have a uh, that the department's assembled a large quantity of quality people like yourself to uh to check and balance this whole thing and that's uh it's like it's, it's a moving target and that's not sometimes it's uh yeah, it can be very, very challenging. I can only imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, what's what's uh, on the what's on the uh, next agenda for for Cody uh, Norton and the uh, uh, Wild Kingdom of Michigan? Anything on the <laughs> anything on the immediate uh, besides waiting for uh, a day off so you can start that snow machine and get her going, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I guess next month, uh, fur bear regulation recommendations are going to be going to the Natural Resources Commission. Oh, man. Um, I think it's February 8th. Yeah, so we're still kind of finalizing with with leadership what those recommendations are going to be. Um, but February 8th, I believe, in, in Lansing yeah. will be that meeting. So that'll be kind of our, that'll be my first time taking fur bear regulations through the process. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, and we do those every two years, and bears are, are the same interval, but we alternate years, um, which makes it so that I can, you know, it it makes it possible for one yeah. person to have both of those species, but it's how <laughs> it's been set up for several years. Yeah. Um, so oh, we'll have fur bears this year, next year we'll be bears, and, and kind of keep alternating into the future. So, yeah. um, so it's exciting, you know, trying to bring forward recommendations that are going to make things... Um, you know, hopefully better for wildlife and, and create opportunity for stakeholders and hunters and trappers and, um, other folks that want to interact with wildlife. So, you bet. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, the culmination 
for me, it's only been a year and, and some, um, you know, helping out the, the person who was in this position, uh, before that. But normally it's kind of a culmination of two years of work, working yeah. with stakeholders, gathering data, um, working with staff to develop recommendations and kind of take it through that whole process. So, yeah. um, I'll be, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting that, getting that done and seeing what we're able to move the needle on. Good. Hey, we appreciate it, Cody. We appreciate all that you do and, uh, and wish you all the, uh, uh, goodwill that, uh, you deserve, which is a huge amount, not just for yourself, but for all the staff members. And, uh, we don't have to agree on everything, uh, but we, uh, uh, I guess we probably do agree on one thing and the importance of our natural resources and, and that's utmost. And, uh, and yet at the same time, uh, giving us the opportunity to enjoy that in the, in the ways we can without, uh, negatively impacting those natural resources. And that's not easy. And for that, we really appreciate what you do. Sure. No, thanks Gary. I appreciate that. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, it, uh, up in Marquette now, just because I'm down in that Montmorency County. Um, if I come up there now, I'm gonna might stop or call ahead of time. You got to buy me a cup of coffee. I got three grandkids that live up there, so um, yeah, yeah. One teacher, oh, absolutely. Yeah, one Let teaches me. at the college too, and uh, her husband does, and she teaches at the Marquette Public, and the other one's over in Ishpeming, the business owner over there. So kind of spread okay. out. Yep. Yeah, we're up there about once a month. So. Well, that's great. No, absolutely. It'd be great to meet up. Yeah, we don't have to twist my arm to go up in the UP at all. I'm telling you, I'd go up there without <laughs> even being prompted. So, matter of fact, I'm going up there uh, um, Saturday. We're going to uh, put some uh, bobcat uh, sets out. I mean, sets, uh, um, some bait for the upcoming. Uh, we get, we're scheduled to uh, do some bobcat hunts up in uh, February. We're hoping that the breeding season is in uh, full force and they, uh, they are. Uh, coming out of the woodwork or something because i'm having a hard time seeing them down here much so are you okay yeah yep. yeah yeah, yeah right. no they've been they've been hitting hitting my baits uh at least a couple of the baits right now so good hopefully good. they the snow and cold weather should make them hungry <laughs> yes indeed absolutely well you you take care and godspeed to all you do and and you and your family and uh and meanwhile uh um you know, keep those snowshoes handy. So your snowfall has just started, I'm sure. So you guys will have snow until about May 15th or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I know how that works up there. It is, it is what it is. But you guys are used to that and embrace it and everything else. So, yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule because I know you're probably off to another meeting pretty soon. So I'll stop rambling. And, uh, hey, um, stay connected. And, uh, like I say, uh, next trip up... Uh, uh, I'm going to hit you up on buy me a cup of coffee, bud. Yep. No, that sounds great, Gary. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it. All right. You take care. All right. You too, Gary. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. This week's podcast brought to you by... Now that Michigan is a no-bait state, your food plot success is more important than ever. The Food Plot Shop is your best resource for trusted advice and sensible seed blends. Call 248 798 2361 or visit us at thefoodplotshop.com. And also brought to you by GMK Logging. With GMK, your property can be transformed into a deer hunter's paradise, giving you a huge bump in success and real estate value. Give Greg Compo a call for a no-risk, no-cost assessment at 989-213-6499.
And with that, we conclude another podcast episode with Wild Game Dynasty. Thanks for listening. And be sure to subscribe in your podcast app to receive notifications on future podcasts. Also, please head on over and check out our Facebook page. Be sure to like and follow it to stay up to date on highlights from our clients, turkey, bear, and white-tailed deer hunts. Until next time, guys, stay safe, enjoy the great outdoors, and happy hunting. Happy hunting.